بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد صلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما بات الحمد للہ ٹنائٹ از دا نائنٹینتھ آف جون ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری of the eminent companion, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu. And just to mention another quick reminder with regards to these three, uh, these ten blessed glorious days, a question often posed, why is, why are these days not given their due veneration i.e. by the Muslim world? So what they mean by the, by the question is that in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, everybody gears up from the fish to the fowl. <laughs> These 10 days, it's like very few actually are even alerted to these days. So why is that? So a very simple answer you can give to this is that there's a difference between the holy month of Ramadan and the first blessed 10 days of Zulhijjah. And the glaring difference is that the shaitans are not locked up in these 10 days. <laughs> so this is why in Ramadan everybody is geared up. Because they've had 20 days of shaitans being locked. They've fasted everyone because it's a farad fast. These days just approach. Do you honestly believe shaitan is going to allow you to worship in these days? So this is why people, you know, either find out a couple of days into the 10 days. And sometimes they're alerted right at the very end. They were a fat. So this is again how to explain this. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the strength to honor these blessed days. So the next section entitled Ay, the blessed words of wisdom of Sayyidina Ibn Mas'ud. <coughs> Deeds, the fruit of sacred knowledge. So Abdullah Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu he said, Learn, learn. But once you have learned, act. Learn, learn. But once you have learned, act. Recorded by Imam Suyuti Rahmatullah in his Al-Itqan. So this is another trick of the shaitan. If he cannot stop you from acquiring knowledge, he will try to set up impediments. And one of the impediments is, you will not act upon the knowledge you're acquiring. Indeed, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu, he would become extremely irritated by those who would ask questions just for the sake of asking. It is related. When people were posing too many questions to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu, he turned to Harith ibn Qais rahmatullahi and said, Ya Harith ibn Qais, why do you think there are so many questions? Harith rahmatullahi replied, they want to know the answers only to forget them afterwards. I, they have no intention of putting it into practice. To this, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu remarked, I swear by the being besides whom there is none worthy of worship. You are correct. This is recorded in Tabrani in Iskabir. Al-Haytami in Majma' al-Zawaid, volume 1, page 158, states Sahih. Hayat al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 756 to 7 of the New English Translation. So think about that. When you get people asking questions, they're actually exposing their spiritual state. 
if many questions are posed, the sign of that gathering is that they're only asking for the sake of asking. Where's the proof? How many questions did the Sahaba ask the Prophet Very few. They're all in the Quran. You can count them on your hands. So imagine how many years we're with the Prophet Why were they asking questions every, you know, five minutes? Ya Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah. Pointless. You only ask if you intend to get it into your life. So Ibn Masood, he's irritated. So he asks one of his students, why do you think they're asking questions? Now, why did he ask that question? Because he wanted to know whether he's he's learning. So he said, they're only asking to forget. Look how beautiful the way he responded. Because they're not bothered. And the proof is, you ask that same person who asked the question, what was the answer to the question? The Sheikh gave, can't remember. Well, why did you ask the question? Ibn Masood said, absolutely correct. So what does that tell you? He would be irritated. Because only ask if you intend to act. Don't ask just for the sake of asking. As Abdullah Ibn Masood beautifully said on another occasion, people are indeed in need of anyone who is engrossed in Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, you must also realize that people are also in need of that person's knowledge who practices on his knowledge. Subhanallah. This is recorded by Hafiz ibn Abdul Bar in his Jami Bayan al Ilm, volume 2, page 10, Kanzal Umal, volume 5, page 243, Hayat Sahaba, volume 4, page 791 of the New English Translation. So, two people he said you need, just like a fish needs water. One is the one who's engrossed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, is there, yes, the Prophet was asked, Ya Rasulullah, who should we keep company with? So the Prophet said, the one who, when you look at, he reminds you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he speaks, he increases your knowledge. And when he acts, he encourages you. There you go. That's a hadith in Abu Ya'la, Sayyid hadith. So what were the three signs? The Prophet goes, keep company. Reminds you of Allah. Okay. His knowledge increases your knowledge. His deeds encourage you. So a person goes, brother, May Allah forgive me, I haven't got company like that. No problem. But what is unforgivable is this. The complete opposite. Somebody goes, okay, have you got friends like this? You see them, you remind you of shaitan. Yeah. They talk, they talk rubbish. Absolutely. And their actions encourage you to commit sins. Yeah. You're keeping company with the complete opposite of what Rasulullah told you. And what does shaitan do to beautify that? They go, oh, they good company. Time passes quickly. Time will pass very slowly in hell. Like one scholar said. So think about that. We're our own worst enemies. So what did Abdullah ibn Masood say? Engrossed in Allah. You need that person. But then secondly, you know, what's happened to the Muslims? People are also in need of that person's knowledge. Who practices on his knowledge? No, I know a sheikh. He sheikh al hadith knows all the six collections by heart. Tabarani, Beaki, this that. He got a mortgage, brother. I got a mortgage. What's he gonna teach you? Actions speak louder than words. So I mean, betting shop, right? So people get confused. Oh, yeah, we got knowledge, right? And then you go, these are people of knowledge. 
Imam Shafi'i rahmatullahi said in Abu Na'im al-Hiliya Sayyid Hadith, knowledge is not what is memorized, it's what benefits. If you think knowledge is what is memorized, the computer's got more knowledge than you. Imagine, go to computer, say, Sheikh, you're my Sheikh. <laughs> think you're cracked. What are you saying this is your Sheikh for? He got regular knowledge. It's just rattling out reports. So Ibn Masood said, you need a person who acts on his knowledge. That's the person you turn to. He's got knowledge, he's acting on it. And yet another occasion, Abdullah Ibn Masood said, everyone has fantastic words to say, but only those will be successful whose deeds are consistent with their words. Thus the one whose deeds contradict his words shall have only himself to blame. Recorded by Hafiz ibn Abd al-Bar in his Jami Bayan al-Ilm, volume 2, page 6, Sifat al-Safwa, 1-217, Hayat al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 791 of the New English Translation. Look at the words. You can see he was getting irritated, Ibn Masood. What did he say? Radiyallahu. Everyone's got fantastic words, you know it's Fantastic words, moves you to tears. But is he acting on it? Then he said, only those are successful who are consistent with their deeds. And it's true. You know how many times, this is why when you go, you know, tabligh, when they go to another town, one of the wisdoms why they do that is people won't judge you. Your words will have more of an impact. Because they think, look, a person's come from out of town here. <coughs> we don't know who it is. All we know is sacrificed. If that same person does the same talk in a gathering where people know him, how many people listen to him? <coughs> What's he doing? You might, might even start laughing. He goes, Allah. He's talking about greatness of Allah. You like shaitan does. Right? So, this is the problem. Fantastic words, isn't it, mashallah? Fantastic words. Similarly, this majestic man said, Radiyallah, لَيْسَ الْعِلْمُ مِنْ قَثْرَةِ الْحَدِيثِ وَلَكِنَّ الْعِلْمَ مِنَ الْخَشْيَةِ True knowledge is not to memorize many hadith. True knowledge is having the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is recorded in Ibn Hiban 1-38, Abu Nu'aym al-Hiliya 1-131, Hafiz ibn Qayyim in his Al-Fawaid 1-147, Al-Haytami in Majma Az-Zawaid number 17,733, graded in Hassan. So look what the great Ibn Masood saying. He goes, true knowledge is not kathrat al-hadith. People think that. Means abundant hadith. He's got knowledge. Has he got more knowledge than shaitan? I'm sure he knows more hadith than him. If that's knowledge and shaitan's his sheikh, you don't know what he mean that. Well, what did you mean then? Computer is sheikh. Right? Well, what is knowledge? Is that knowledge? Well, fear, humility. Because that is knowledge. You see it in their in the, you know their lives. His student Masruk, what did he say? Rahmatullah. Behasbin, behasbin ri'in minal ilmi and yakshallah. It is sufficient knowledge to have reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa bi hasbin ri'in minal jahli an yu'jiba bi ilm. It is sufficient ignorance to be amazed by your knowledge. This is recorded in the Adimi in his Sunan number 383, Sahih. Bi in his Shu'ab al-Iman number 784. Ibn Abi Shayba in his Al-Musannaf number 34,876. Abu Nu'im al-Hiliya 2-95. So Masroom was one of his famous students. Rahmatullah He goes, this is enough knowledge. Hasb, you know, we say hasbi Allah. Sufficient is Allah. Bi hasbin. 
To have the fear of Allah is of enough knowledge. Why? Because that's what you need. If you got the fear of Allah, you won't dare disobey Him. But then He says, enough sufficient ignorance and yujiba bi'ilmi is to be amazed with your knowledge. Because that's a jail. So when a person, you know, actually, you might even say, I've learned here, I've learned there, I'm, you know, I'm sheikh this and I'm sheikh that. Masood goes, that's enough jail. He's a jail. That he's impressed with his own knowledge. That's why the scholars, the proper scholars, when they're introduced, do they like lengthy introductions? <laughs> they hate it. Because the sheikh has come here, may Allah bless him, he studied all over the world. And when the camera goes onto the sheikh, he's doing this. Think, you don't, you know, what you're doing, astaghfirullah. And then he gets up, and then once, you know, Sheikh Hamza, once somebody introduced him, and it was a very quick introduction. He goes, we have the uh, honor of having Sheikh Hamza with us. He's very busy. May Allah bless him for giving us his time. May the Sheikh come to the stage. Something like this. When he comes, Sheikh Hamza starts praising him. He goes, I've never, mashallah, may Allah give him a long life. This is how you introduce a speaker. He goes, it really troubles me when people start coming up with, you know, this, that, and the other. Why is he talking like that? Because they take the report seriously. It is sufficient ignorance to be amazed by his knowledge. So when you're actually quoting his qualifications, you're putting into him, are you impressed with your knowledge? Astaghfirullah, what are you mentioning that for? Astaghfirullah. This noble man, the great Ibn Mas'ud, had also issued the following grave warning to those who had no intention to act upon the knowledge they were acquired. Hafiz ibn Abdul Bar Rahmatullah in his Jami Bayan al Ilm, volume 2, page 2, Hayat al Sahab, volume 4, page 791 of the New English Translation. Adi ibn Adi Rahmatullah, he said, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he repeated the following words Destruction to that person who does not acquire knowledge. Still, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills, he will educate However, Seven times destruction to the person who has knowledge but does not practice. <laughs> so what did the great Ibn Masood say? He is destroyed, who's got no eagerness to acquire knowledge. And there's people like this. No eagerness, no interested brother. I've got knowledge. MashaAllah. Right? That's another sign of a jail. I've got knowledge. You're happy with your knowledge. Jail, jail. Next question. <laughs> <coughs> right? I don't need to acquire knowledge. Jail. Three jail takes. Then you say, but there's a person worse than you. Because who can be worse than me? Three ticks of a jail. <laughs> because the one who's got knowledge, no intention to act upon it. No intention whatsoever. So the question to pose is, what are you acquiring knowledge for? That's got to be real. It has to be real. In fact, there's famous reports with the Prophet said, he who acquires knowledge to captivate people, the fire awaits. <laughs> Think about that. So if your intention is for me to learn, you know, and I'm going to you know, mesmerize people, hell's waiting for you, the Prophet said. That's not the reason to acquire knowledge. Another hadith in the Sunans, the Prophet said, he who acquires knowledge to debate with the scholars, the fire is waiting for him. So people, that's their intention. I'm, I've learned this, I'm going to blast an alim. <laughs> and, so, and then the alim, what's funny is, 
if he just starts quoting some knowledge, you won't know what he's talking about. So once somebody said to Sheikh Hamza, he goes, this is the verse of that. This verse says this. So Sheikh Hamza goes, what's the verse before it? <laughs> he had no idea. He goes, what's the verse after it? He goes, so why are you quoting me that verse? You have no idea of the context. Right? So again, you know, and the scholars, they don't like doing it, but people, you know, irritate them. You know, they start irritating them. In fact, in one hadith, the Prophet said in Tabarani, the worst of my ummah are those who ask questions to baffle the scholars. Now look how strange that is. People actually, you see him lining up. And the other illness they got, they can't ask a question. <laughs> it's question, question time, you know, it's beyond starts. Only thing missing is Nahmudu wa Nasalli. And then the Shaykh, respectfully, or the moderator, he goes, uh, Brother, can you just, you know, get to the question? He goes, yeah, because this is part of getting to the question. And when you listen to the whole bayan, not, the question's got nothing to do with it. He goes, why did you do a bayan for? Illness. People don't even know how to ask questions. The Prophet said, asking a good question is half of knowledge. Who was the one who taught us how to ask good questions? Very famous hadith. He taught us. Jibreel. What did he ask? He sat next to the Prophet Sallallahu He goes, what is Iman? Then he goes, what is Islam? What is Ihsan? When will Qiyamah strike? What are the signs of the hour? Then he left. And what did the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say at the end of the long hadith? Because that was Jibreel. He came to teach you your deen. He asked five questions. Did he start giving a bayan to the Prophet Sallallahu Ya Rasulullah, you forgot to, maybe you didn't, you know, this thing, what about, just, he taught you your deen with five questions. Taught you your deen. If you ask good questions, you ask silly questions, people feel like strangling it, you know, it's, you get a proper sheikh, and a guy starts asking him about beard. His beard wajib, oh, right, you got the scholar, he asked the proper questions, right? He got mortgage haram, right? What's happening? As the saying goes, knowledge without action is like a tree without fruit. Knowledge without action is like a tree without fruit. What's the point of a tree? There's no fruit. Beautiful tree, what's, it, what's purpose? So note again all of these things. And note Ibn Masood, he's now highlighting what? He's highlighting deeds. Deeds on the fruit of sacred knowledge. To finish, what did the Hassan al-Basri say? Rahmatullah In Behaki, in Shu'ab al-Iman. Hassan al-Basri rahmatullah said, The knowledge of the believer is in his deeds. The knowledge of the hypocrite is in his speech. The knowledge of the believer is in his deeds. The knowledge of the hypocrite is in his uh, speech. So let me ask you a question. How many people are truly knowledgeable according to that standard? Hypocrisy, if you think about it. Astaghfirullah. So all I mentioned today was... Now discussing the importance of deeds, the fruit of, of sacred knowledge, and some of the pitfalls which are mentioned by the great companions of the Prophet. Are there any questions? So one of the Hamdi is one of the Lahumu Bihamdi Kashtulai Lahi Ilan Tastafurika to Belek of the Belam Nishanim, Subhanahu Rabbi Kalabil Isaac and Masikum, Salam Rabbi Mursini, Muhammad Allah to Belarim, Musmullah Rahim, will ask in the son of the Fihus, Ladina Amu Amulus Rahat, was Belhak, was Besabit.